Irene. Hey, hey. Irene. Um, we're talking Top Chef episode eight, Restaurant Wars. Restaurant Wars. I love Restaurant Wars. I do too. And I was worried, you know, I was like, how are they going to do this? And I liked it. Oh, it was, yeah, the pressure was on. And it took out a really interesting factor of what always bugs me about Restaurant Wars is like the capabilities of the servers like we don't know any background about these people have they served before how long have they been serving have they served in like hot like finer dining places right. like what is their i don't know it's very interesting that they did not have to and do it's that. like it's um made some people not do well in restaurant wars like the the servers not knowing what they're doing yeah, and it's like exactly. that doesn't feel fair doesn't, exactly so what they're doing is a chef's table model which means that just the judges are going to be sitting at like a small, and it's like Euro Dreams of Sushi, right? Like, right. They're they're going to watch the chefs prepare everything, right. um, be kind of part of the process, mm-hmm. and have like things explained to them about what it is. It looked cool. It made me want to go do a chef's table. So they brought in Kristen Kish. Tell me about Kristen. Oh I assume gosh. you know about her. Okay, this is I. Love Kristen Kish so much. She also, there's great. only one way to describe her for me. And like, I don't know. I like, she's so hot. <laughs> she's so hot. I'm like, I want to make out with Kristen Kish. What is it about her? She is so, I don't know what it is. She's so attractive. I'm just so, I'm so into her. And like very cool and confident. She's so cool. Um so Kristen was famously on the season where I can't remember. I should have gone back and researched this. She was she got kicked off on Restaurant Wars. Okay. And yeah. she got kicked off on Restaurant Wars because of something that was happening in the kitchen and it wasn't her fault. But she was told to do something or something. I can't remember. Or maybe she was the executive chef. Anyway, she didn't say a word yeah. at judges' table. She was just like, okay, that's fine. I'm gone. Yeah. But every there was an uproar. Uh, Tom Colicchio wrote a blog post about it afterwards. And he was like, we had no idea that this is what Kristen was going through at the time. She never communicated anything. Like, it was an iconic, like, like parting. It, not it was, her fault. Right. And she was like a very clear front runner of that season. Yeah. So she went through Last Chance Kitchen, got back in the um got back in the competition and won the entire season. Okay. She is iconic. Yeah. For I mean, that. the minute she walked in, I was like, Oh, this is a top chef. She is so good. Um, I'm glad you asked me about her because I really love her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they break out, or not yet, but Maria's like, man, most of these people love the business of running a restaurant. And she's like, I want to vomit. This is giving me anxiety of when I open my own restaurant. Yeah. Um, They flip a coin to break into teams. So the first team is Jamie, Shoda, Maria, and Byron. And the second team is Sarah, Don, Chris, and Gabe. So four on each. Um, and they immediately split off and they start planning. And did you say they have to do a seven course tasting menu? Oh, is what I they missed have to that. Seven course tasting menu. So immediately Shoda becomes like the leader of his team and not in like an annoying team captain wants to be in charge way, but just like he has a vision and yeah. everyone's getting behind it. Yes. Yeah. However, on the other team, Penny. there's no clear leader. No one is taking charge. Their ideas this are not team very gave me good. So much anxiety. They're all 
introverts, which is <laughs> as an introvert, like I recognize that I need people around me who are more willing to take charge, right? right? Yeah. And there's really no one on this team who it wants to do that. It was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Um, so the first team decides they're going to name themselves Coco-san because it's uh, Kokoro and Corazon, yeah. uh, with a mix of Japanese and Spanish for the heart. Um, and then the second team decides Penny because Gabe's daughter is named Penny. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that why? I thought it was because they were flipping a penny. And because and they, they were flipping a penny. penny. Okay. So they get to go shopping at a real store, a couple of real stores, and they're all very excited about it. I did love that part. I uh, miss the shopping. Dawn can't really seem to decide what she wants oh, to Oh, I hate this about Dawn. It's very... It's... It's annoying to me that Dawn did this because yeah. it really does screw up Sarah, part of Sarah's dish. Um, she just kept saying, uh, I'm not sure yet. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But then, and nobody actually seems that bothered by it. Like, nobody, they're bothered, but they don't like, they're not visibly bothered. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which is big of them, honestly, yeah. because I would be like, well, are you kidding me? I have to figure out how your dish yeah. fits into the menu. Yeah. Um, Wait, so. So Cocos Cocosan Cocosan Cocosan, they decide to do like an Asian Latin fusion, mm-hmm. um, Asian dishes with like Latin Latin, I don't know, f- implements to it too. So like, th- and they also are st- using the um, what is it called? The Japanese, um, it's called kaiseki, yeah. which is like the different order of how you bring things out in a type of serve like a the court the different courses and the way he explains it is really interesting it like starts with a seasonal vegetable and then it moves into something yeah braised. i actually looked it up and there's like there's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen up to fourteen different courses in this kaiseki meal oh wow and it kind of like goes into detail about like like you start with um, an amuse bouche, then you go to something seasonal, then you do a slice of sashimi, then you do a vegetable, then you do a palate cleanser. It's like very um, small, detailed um, that's course. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're doing. The Penny team, <laughs> the concept is so bad, I kind of can't believe it. They're I like, we're know. just going to do seafood. We're all going to do seafood. It is so weird. Seven courses of seafood. Well, and also it's like, that's not a theme. No. That's like not a theme. Pick a theme, you know? Like, uh, it was really hard to watch. And it was interesting. Brandon and I fought about this because I was confused as to what Sarah's comment was, but she was like a global... She knew that this was doomed from the start. Yeah. And it kind of is like, she should have said something. Here, yeah. To be honest, I kind of turned on Sarah in this episode. I turned on Sarah and I kind of turned on her in Last Chance Kitchen. We'll get there. Same. So, the yeah. Coco-san, here's, the, here's what they're going to serve. Japanese eggplant, a crudo, a linguna, which is tongue. Lingua. Uh, lingua? Why did I... I'm sorry, guys. I was taking notes while a kid was crying. And then a lotus root tempura, a short rib, a hot pot, and tres leches. This meal looked amazing. Incredible. Every dish looked so good. I know. The hot pot at the end, I was like, such a good idea. It made me want to cry. Yeah, it was so good. And then Penny is doing crab and caviar, halibut, scallop, salmon skin. 
<laughs> pasta with shrimp, octopus, kelp ice cream. That's too much fish. That's too much fish. The thing is, is like, I don't think it's actually too much fish. I think I would be like, if you go in knowing you're getting seafood, then that's fine. I just think it's like, they don't look that good, though. The pro- Like the halibut crudo with ajo blanco sauce. It just is like, mm, it doesn't look that good. No. Like a seared scallop with krill looked good. Salmon skin with bok choy. Like, not that's good. Not a, like, no. also put that more at the beginning. That's a, that's a, like, that's a lighter dish. Put that at the beginning. And it was interesting how they were like, we came to a seafood restaurant and we had one piece of fish. Like, I don't know. I know seafood's yeah. not just fish, but like. Yeah. And they were know. all like, where's the salmon? Yeah. Where's, yeah. Where's Here's the salmon? the skin. Where's the salmon? Um, so in the restaurant, um, Shoda was kind of back of house. Maria was in the front. She was great with Maria the judges. Was she was so pouring good. them drinks, chit chatting. So here's um, the thing. I, I've mentioned before that Maria kind of bugs me because she's like always the one to be talking, right? It's usually the one who bugs me who thrives in restaurant wars. Yeah. The like overly charismatic person. Yeah. Charms the pants off of everyone. I, yeah. I think, and like they had clear roles. Like, okay, yeah. you're going to be the one filling waters. You're going to be bussing. You're the one in the back of the kitchen. That is a great idea. And that's normally what happens in restaurant wars. I hated watching this other team trying to figure things out. They're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just see, we'll just do it as we see it, which is like, yeah. If you never watched this show, They're, like th- they literally said, we'll just be all hands on deck, and ugh. like the anxiety that I rippled know, through my I body, know. it's like that's not gonna work. Especially when ugh. you're watching Kokosan with like Shoda, like very clearly communicating with yeah. everyone. They and, all seemed very at ease. They were all very encouraging of each yeah. other. They were all like really killing the dishes and the hot pot at the end, all contributing something, and just like. Oh, it just looked so perfect. So what did they like? They liked pretty much everything Kokosan did. Yeah. Um, with Penny, they did not like the uh, tostada that they started with. <gasps> the tostada. Why did they do that? It I was, was too mad. big. I was mad at Gabe for even doing that. Like, yeah. he, they did not need that. That was supposed to be their amuse-bouche. And it's like, you don't need an amuse-bouche. We, you, have seven, you have seven courses. Like, why add this in? Right. And yes, you're right. It was significantly bigger than the next course yeah. which made no sense and yeah. the tortilla wasn't good um, they did love the steamy towel that was a yeah. nice touch yeah they did not like the salmon skin no well and they didn't like sarah's other dish either the halibut with the ajo blanco sauce yeah um it just like i don't know she just did she just seemed nervous this entire time and did not cook well no and i think that she felt like she had to be the leader for some reason, it was like, who made you the leader? Like, why do you feel like you have to be the leader? Um, but she also wasn't saying anything, yeah. I feel like. And, like, she, like, instead of going to talk to the judges, she was like, oh, this is so awkward. And it's like, well, Kat's kind of your job. It w- Yeah, that was so weird. How she, th- Somebody's like, do you want to go over and talk to him? And she's like, uh, what do I talk to them about? Yeah, it's like, like just... Sorry, <laughs> like you gotta figure it Chit-chat. out. You've gotta or figure like it out. Or like somebody else. I mean, not that she's the only one that needs to do it, but that whole experience was so awkward. It was you could super feel awkward. the tension between the, the judges and the chefs. Nobody was doing. Nobody was saying anything. I know it was it was very uncomfortable. 
So they finished their Kokosan meal and they were like, wow, this raised the bar for restaurant wars. Mm-hmm. And they finished their penny meal and it wasn't that they didn't like it. It just wasn't as enthusiastic. Um, and they did mention that it, it felt detached. The meal felt detached yeah. and they wished they could have had more interaction with the judges or with the chefs who just weren't talking to them and weren't interacting with them. And the whole thing about the chef's table is to feel like you're included in part right, of the yeah. meal prep process. Um, they did not like, so let's see what they, they did. They did like, um, Dawn's ham hock mm-hmm. broth with the, um, scallops. Um, and Melissa's like, I'm jealous that I didn't make this. Cause she's like the broth girl, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. Um, and then pasta, the Chris's pasta. Not good. Second time making pasta. Second time failing. Why does he? Why do they do that? Why does Avishar make rice like three times? <laughs> they feel like they have to prove themselves. But like pasta, you don't really need to do it. Just no. don't do it. No. Um. What else? Dessert. They did like the kelp ice cream mm-hmm. with the coconut nibs. Which, like, I don't knock it till you try it. I just, that's not the most appetizing thing I've ever heard. No, it doesn't seem. But, like, good for them for including seafood in their ice cream. But also, like, why, why? do you have to choose seafood? Why? Yeah. Um, have you had tongue? Um, I'm, I think I have, but I don't really remember. Okay. I talked to one of the Hive Mind contributors, um, Anaki, and she tried all the different taco stand or taco trucks downtown uh-huh. you know like the sears one yeah and she had a tongue taco uh-huh. which i was like fascinated to hear about and she said the taste was really good the texture was a little very off. chewy so but they did mention that maria's tongue was cooked for five hours yeah and i she wonder said if that they, she said she braised it for five hours and they also said this is the best tongue i've ever had i know but is that like wow this is the best cricket i've ever eaten you know like no, I what's bet it was the, good what's i bet it's good i know people that like it really yeah i just think you have to cook it the right i need way. to try it um so they get to judge's table. Yeah. There's a clear winner. Yeah. Like from the get-go. I really thought like they were editing it for us to make it seem like whatever, but it really was just there's just no other way yeah. to watch this yeah. other than Shoda's team like was the clear winner. Um so, you know, they all get praise. Good job. You guys are awesome. Um Sarah and then- looks at this point like she's gonna throw up. Yeah, and then they have the the scolding, and it's Sarah that's sent home, and so... It was basically between Sarah and Chris, who made the bad pasta, but Chris redeemed himself with the good dessert. Mm -hmm. His dessert was good, his pasta was bad. Sarah's, both of Sarah's dishes were kind of eh. Bleh. Yeah. I was watching this on Prime Video, because (laughs) I bought the season on Prime Video. It cut out before they got to oh talking about gosh. Penny, which is when I texted you, and then I I was like, well, I guess Irene hates me because I haven't heard back. <laughs> you texted me very late at I night. I know. I'm sorry. And it was I like didn't 1 watch it till I think like Sunday or Monday. And so I and then I was like, what? and then I kind of forgot, you know. And then you were like, I'm watching it now. I'm not going to tell you what happens. And I was like, <laughs> that's unacceptable. I looked it up. I looked it up Sunday morning, and I gasped. So loud, Stephen thought someone had died. 
<laughs> he was like, what happened? I was like, Sarah went home on Top Chef. <laughs> He's like, okay, we need to talk about re- appropriate I'm reactions. I'm a too, and I've gotten in trouble for gasping too dramatically. But I could not believe it. I could not believe Sarah. I know was the because one to go she home. has a good history. That's the thing. Yeah. But really, based on this one competition, I know, alone, I know, I know. I just couldn't believe it. I know she was annoying though to me. She was annoying that she knew it was a bad idea and went with it anyway. She was annoying that she didn't talk to the judges. She was yeah. annoying that she made this weird food that wasn't even good. Yeah, I don't know. It's like she was she getting a like little a, cocky. She has a sort of entitlement that, like, yeah. and also okay. This I I do. She also has this. This is not annoying to me, but um, she has like a weird nervous laugh. Like, yeah. after everything she says, she laughs like it's really funny. It's like, no, you're getting kicked off. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, it's like, uh, I don't she know. Also, she has a very nervous energy She about has her. some phrases where she's like, yeah, dog. And I'm like, mm, you're like a 35-year-old white woman. That's like, it's time to, it's time to move those phrases. She just made me feel really uncomfortable. And I didn't like it. I was like, uh, I don't need her as top chef. I was, I don't know. Okay, do you want to talk about Last Chance Kitchen? Yes, let's talk about Last Chance Kitchen. So she's going up against uh, Sasha, Sasha, who has won a lot. Four in a row. You know, she won with that disgusting bloody thing last time. Ugh. And so um, they had to make three different bite-sized spoonfuls. Yeah. (coughs) That had like a progression and kind of a... Made sense one after the other. Yeah. Um, and so Sarah makes a soup and then she makes a scallop caviar and then she does Wagyu beef with, what does she do with the Wagyu Bra- beef? Butter braised cabbage That's and right. shiitake mushrooms. That's right. And then the scallop is with the celery root. Mm-hmm. Sasha does, her first course is a scallop. Her first course is tomato with feta and lemon sumac vinaigrette. Okay. And then she's doing scallop. Yep. And then she does a flank steak. Mm -hmm. With a creamy caramelized onion puree, which sounds delicious. Honestly, the fact that she could caramelize onions in that short amount of time is impressive. I did caramelize onions a couple weeks ago. It takes a long long time. time. It takes a really long time. Um, So Tom's like, wow, these dishes are very similar. (laughs) I'm going to work backward. And he talks about the steak first. And he prefers Sasha's flank steak to Sarah's Wagyu. Which is crazy. Uh, and he tells Sarah it's that... It's the onion puree. It must be the onion puree. And he tells Sarah that she needs to cook Wagyu longer, which is, like, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and then he talks about the second dish, and he says he prefers Sarah's scallop. And then he Ugh, talks about comes the, down to the first... One. So it's, like, it's going to come down to the first one. And I actually prefer Sarah's. Oh. It was a heartbreaker. I was really, I was surprised because I've liked Sarah this whole time. Yeah. But I was mad that it wasn't Sasha. I know. And Sasha looked really sad. And Sarah was like, yeah. And she was like, booyah. There was no like empathy to Sasha. And I wonder if she like just wasn't reading the room. Yeah, she definitely was not. She was just very like in her own world, which I get. But like Sasha has been killing it on Last Chance Kitchen. Like. Like, have a little, have I a hope, little compassion. I hope Sasha gets an all-stars season because yeah. I think she's very talented and I'm sad we didn't see more from her. I know. And I was just so mad at Sarah. I was Ugh. too. Be a little more gracious in your win. I know. So how, when does she come back? Or how many more Last Chance Kitchens? Know. Okay. All right. 
I don't know. Well, I it's going to get crazy from here on I out. love it. I feel like Chris is the weakest link right now, but anything oh, can def- happen. I'm shocked he's still on. Me I'm too. shocked. Me too. He's the next one to go. He, there's always just been someone a little worse. So Yeah, I mean, we're really getting down to down to the wire here. So tell me what you've been making. Um, I made scallops for the first time. I've never <gasps> made scallops before. What, what method did you it's use? It's so easy. Yeah. I just used, it was a Bon Appetit uh, recipe. It was a Carla, Carla Lolly music okay. recipe. Yeah. Um, and it was very helpful because she had a video that went along with it, which is why we love Bon Appetit and why also Bon Appetit is very problematic. But yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I was thinking about Bon Appetit this weekend. I was like, oh, I just wish things had gone down differently. I know. It's so frustrating. I still love all the cooks from there. Yeah. But anyway, um, and so I seared them. And then after the sear, um, a brown butter, it's it's like a called a sauce grenobloise. So mm. it's like brown the butter, add lemon juice and lemon chunks, mm. like segments, and then capers. And that might be it. And like just um, reduce it. It was so good. Yum. It was so good. Sounds I couldn't good. believe. Scallops. They're so scallops easy. Scallops are so good. They are expensive. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, ugh, I love scallops. They're so good. But can I need to like pace out how often I cook them. <laughs> what else? Um, honestly, I haven't really been cooking that much. I am, I am marinating right now a, this is from the Molly Boz recipe, or cookbook, um, a pork shoulder steak. Yum. Which is hard to get. So when I was at Harmon's, you have to ask them to get a pork shoulder from the side and cut it into steaks. Oh, okay. Which I didn't know you could do, but you can do it. That's interesting. So it's marinating right now in some sake, which I had to buy a very large bottle of sake. <laughs> so if anyone has recipes for sake, I don't really know what to is do with it. Is it one of those things where when you open it, you only have so long It's like a few it? weeks, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it was like... You know, something that would last forever or not. And it's not, I don't think. Um, But it's marinating sake, miso, and I want to say sugar. Um, And then it's like topped with some spicy cucumber, like sliced cucumbers. Sounds really good. Yeah. So what about you? Let me know how it is. Um, So let's see. I made a strawberry shortcake with a biscuit recipe. I love those. From think that it was bon appetit but it was like for a cherry cobbler we just used the biscuit rep- recipe and it was really good um the trick is to put balsamic on strawberries oh yeah you me the strawberry flavor what else did i cook i haven't really been cooking that much because of the stupid cold that kind of like laid me out i did keep ordering spicy food i went to tandoori tacos in salt Ooh, lake i've heard about this place is it good it's really good it's really I need good to go like it's like delicious meat is it good as takeout or not as good i ate in okay so i don't know did you take your kids no okay i met a friend there you could take your kids it's small okay so go at a not busy time i guess would be okay is it it's not is it sit down and with a waiter or is it like you order at the counter and you there's a waiter oh okay okay yeah i got it yeah and it's a little confusing when you walk in. You're like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to okay. do here. So I did go right when they opened, and I'm sure that they weren't quite ready for me. Um, and then Rusted Sun Pizza is my favorite pizza in Salt Lake City, and they have a buffalo chicken pizza. Wait, what is this called? It's called Rusted Sun Pizza. Where is that? It's on State Street by O.C. Tanner. 
rusted and sun it's pizza tiny but they have such good pizza really yeah and it's not it's not like setabellos where it's like thin crust you yeah. know it's not like, like a true Neapolitan italian style. yeah yeah but it's also not dominos it's like yeah. just like some a happy middle when you're in the mood like when you're hungry uh-huh you know because setabellos is like okay but now what like that was good <laughs> pe- but like you know <laughs> It's, like, really good. And their buffalo chicken pizza was, like, exactly what I was craving because I just wanted to clear out my sinuses. <laughs> and it was really good. What else did I make? Oh, I did a tri-tip yesterday. Ooh, yum. And all I do is, like, salt and pepper, you know? I and just, then how do you cook it? Like, in the, just roast in the oven? Oh, grill. Pepper yeah, grill. a grilled tri-tip. With have rosemary had, potatoes. Have you had the marinated, like, the marinated meat packages from Trader Joe's? There's, no. like, a tri-tip one. It's really good you know what else is really good the is carne the, asada the, is really good the costco pre-rubbed oh, yeah, I've had that, I've had that one that one's good it's really good so but i just did like my own and it was good i think that's pretty much it yeah sounds great it was, it was good someone asked for the recipes we've been talking about the last couple of weeks i'm going to include those in the newsletter um i'm just going to link to them so sweet people can have those okay. newsletter goes out you're listening on wednesday so you got it this morning. Congratulations. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you loved it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to leave us a good rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.